Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome in to this Wednesday edition of the Sports Mix right here on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740 TV10 streaming live on the TV10 Facebook Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini and for the third day in a row Colin McLaughlin. How you doing Colin? Doing all right. You happy to be a part of the show again? Always happy to be a part of the Sports Mix. All right Nick, how you doing today? I'm doing well. You're doing well? That's all I got. <laughs> All right. Well, this show is sponsored in part by the Browns Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. And we got to talk about it. It's it's Wednesday. In the football season, we usually talk about one thing that comes out on Tuesday afternoons. The WVSSAC football power rankings, ratings, rankings, whatever you want to call them. Finally, some movement in the top three Martinsburg now tied with Huntington atop the rankings with 5.14 points. Jefferson at number three with 14.29 points. And then behind them, University at four, Princeton Senior at five, Bridgeport Senior at six, Cabell Midland at seven, South Charleston at eight, nine is George Washington, or yeah, nine is George Washington, tied at nine, also is Spring Valley. Brooke comes in at 11. Greenbrier East. Then Parkersburg South, Hurricane, John Marshall, Spring Mills at 16, Wheeling Park at 17, Lincoln County at 18, and Hedgesville at 19. Or Well, they're tied at 18, but technically 19. So a lot to talk about when we break this down. Um, it's finally nice to see some movement at the top. It just seemed like Martinsburg was stuck there at number two. Yeah, and I'll start off by saying that if they continue to win out, I don't know what a Huntington's schedule is, but if Martinsburg wins out against Spring Mills, Jefferson, and Spring Valley, you got to expect with the bonus points that they're going to get from those three wins that they should be in sole possession of a first place. I know Matt Miller was talking about it earlier today. It doesn't really matter if you get number one. As long as you're in one of those top two spots, you get home possession all the way up to the uh, you mean state championship. Advantage? Home field advantage. Yeah. Did I accidentally mess it up? Yeah. You said possession. Yeah. Sorry. Didn't really make sense. Yeah, that's what I was we, like. We get home field. Home, yeah. I kind of got what you're saying, but I want to make sure that that's what you were saying. Well, Huntington still does have South Charleston on the schedule, so that's a game that's obviously winnable and should give them some good points. Obviously, uh, you know, South Charleston got killed by Spring Valley and Huntington beat Spring Valley, but again, Martinsburg has Spring Valley still on the schedule, so... It, it will be very close between Huntington and Martinsburg. I believe they're tied for one, though, right? So yeah. it will kind of just depend on how these other teams in the EPAC do to determine who gets that one seed. But I expect those two teams to be one and two. Obviously, Martinsburg still has Jefferson on the schedule, what, too. So What's the number that go into the playoffs? I couldn't remember. 16. 16. Yep. All 16. Right. So Spring so, Mills is right on the edge. Though. And Hedgesville could sneak in and could even Musselman in. could sneak in. Musselman would have to do a lot of things including If they went out Wheeling they'll Park. probably be in though. Yeah, but they would have to beat Wheeling Park this week, but they would obviously have to win out as you just said. Yeah. Maybe get in at 5 and so 5. So they're at well for, for people that didn't know that cuz I didn't read all the way down there. Number 22 is Musselman 4.67 points, Washington at 25 with 4.33 points. Yeah, 5 and 5 is still not likely but usually easier for AAA here in West Virginia, but if you want to most likely and hopefully uh solidify your spot you got to be six or four or better yeah uh jim klein our buddy our pal your play-by-play or your broadcast partner for volleyball soccer and freshman football he poses a question not saying this will but if they would slip up and lose a game can they still feasibly finish in the top two that i i don't know i think so I mean, if they were to slip it. up, but if you, if they don't slip, if it's the last two weeks, I think they would still have a chance, be, because of where the teams, the two teams are that they'll. Well, you figure. I, I still think I'll let Nick go first. Well, you figure. Let's presume it's not a loss to Jefferson. Let's say yeah. they beat Jefferson, that would still be a win, and obviously get them some good bonus points. Yeah. So then you'd have to look at 
well, who else is still undefeated? Well, I think uh, Preston, or is it Princeton or Preston? Preston, right? Because they play Washington this week. Princeton. Princeton. They're number five. Okay. They're undefeated, right? And then let me pull out the rankings just so I can be clear. I thought you had them all. You know, I looked at them, but I can't remember them (laughs) off the top of my head. It, it would be very close, but I think it depends on who they lose to. If they were to lose to Jefferson, then Jefferson's probably going to finish the year undefeated, so they would probably get in that top two, presuming Huntington doesn't lose to yeah. South Charleston. Definitely. But really, it just kind of depends on how the rest of the teams do, I, I would say. Yeah, that was but the same point. Somebody else is probably going to get undefeated, so I'd say, now that I'm thinking about it, probably not. But I don't expect Martinsburg to lose a game until playoffs if they were to lose. Yeah. I don't expect them to lose in the playoffs either, but you never know. If they're going to lose, that would be the time that you Then A.R. Emmert chimes in to Jim Klein's question. He said, good question, not sure. I feel University Bridgeport will go undefeated, but Bridgeport has played three double-A teams. So, again, the other undefeated teams would play a part in this because you do have Bridgeport – Princeton University also undefeated, but not having played seven games. Well, yeah, not having played seven games. So, obviously, Princeton only having played four kind of hurts them in the end of the you know at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, they can't get as many bonus points and stuff like that. So, I'd say it. It's too early to tell at this point. You got any thoughts? No, the point that uh, I was going to make was basically the same as uh, Nick. It depends on who Martinsburg would slip up to, because if it's Jefferson, you'd have to imagine that Jefferson goes undefeated and Huntington stays undefeated, so that'd be the top two. But if they beat Jefferson and lose to Spring Valley for a second straight year, I I still think they'd probably drop to number three, maybe number four. Because my guess would be that another team stays undefeated along with Huntington. I don't know who exactly it would be. I have to take a closer look. So my answer would be yes if they do manage to slip up one of the times. Or even if they slip up against Spring Mills. Can't overlook that and don't want to make it seem like we are. Yeah, definitely can't not cannot overlook that. And uh, let's hear, I'm trying to find the exact highlight for you. Collins highlight call from last night. Sorry, this is live radio, folks. I forgot this one thing. Should be coming up here. There we go. Of Ariana Parsley for Spring Mills. One mistake and it's over. Her serve to Faircloth. Shipley for Howard over the block yeah. and it drops in perfectly. Musselman wins 25 to 22 in set number three. They also win the match three sets to nothing. Now, if you see they win the set, the match three sets to nothing, move over to TV 10 volleyball from last night. It seems like Musselman easily won that game, but they didn't. It they kind of seem like they fell apart in the middle of that in the middle of the game. Yeah, it kind of seemed like they were playing flat throughout the entire evening, and it was uh, definitely a head-scratcher since they're the number one team in the state. Yeah, they got their 30th win, but service error-wise, they had 17 service errors, I believe. No, I think it was like 12 or 13, but they allowed... I was talking with Phil this morning. I think he said it was 17 aces or something like that. So they allowed too many free points to keep spring mills in the match and it's something that you definitely don't want to see especially when you're going to a tournament this weekend yeah definitely and we've reached the end of the first segment uh got some timing issues today my fault i went a little too much time talking about all good uh the the rankings and hearing everybody in the comment section but this uh segment sponsored in part by parsons ford camp parsons ford in martinsburg we became number one by making you number one first go to parsonsford.com we come back we'll be joined by brian thomas head coach of the muscleman appleman and then at 12 30 we joined by nbc sports washington capitals and wizards writer andrew gillis to talk capitals as they open the season tonight and you can hear their games right here on talk radio wrnr that's next on the sports mix With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships.
car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons goal of financing for all. And Parsons famous above market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. W. Harley Miller Systems understands the need and desire for reliable and affordable smart home solutions. Secure your home with a security system and keep a close eye on your family. Automate your home with a control force system and have smart technology work as one. Set daily schedules to control your thermostats. Push a button and set the mood for dinner by dimming lights and playing music. Or just sit back and enjoy a movie in your own home theater. Put decades of experience to work for you. Visit us at whmsystems.com or call 304-350-1931. Safety doesn't come from owning a gun, it's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 Exit 5 Inwood offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Then sign up for Basic, Intermediate, and Advanced Defensive Handgun courses. Valley Guns 2 has a 197-acre complex in Hampshire County with a 2,400-square-foot indoor facility and various ranges. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or phone 304-229-4411. It's NCAA Division II football on TV10 as the Shepherd University Rams travel to Millersville, Pennsylvania to take on the Marauders. Third down here, third and four. Straight drop back for Bajan. He now rolls out to the right, looking deep down the sideline. A wide open Ryan Beach, and he'll walk in for six. Touchdown, Rams. This week, it's a PSAC East Division battle between the Rams and the Marauders. Kickoff is scheduled for 2 p.m. with pregame coverage beginning at 1.30 right here on TV10 and WRNR TV on YouTube. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. All right, welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix. We're uh, now going to play our interview that we had with Brian Thomas, head coach of the, of the Muscleman Appleman yesterday. Again, if you don't listen often, due to the time constraints in the day with, you know, coaches being teachers, we have not had been able to have very many. I think Josh, Coach Josh Sims of Spring Mills is the only coach that is actually able to come on live if we were to do so. Um, but... We're now going to play, but so we record them after the show, but we're going to play it back in full. So here it is with head coach of the Muscleman Appleman. We will now welcome to the program head coach of the Muscleman Appleman, Brian Thomas. Uh, so coming off that big win over Hedgesville last week, what was uh, what really was the difference in that game for you guys? Um, you know, we're we're starting to heal up a little bit. We're starting to get some guys back. Um, you know, I, I think the biggest thing is with, with that we're starting to be more consistent. You know, I, I mentioned to you guys a couple weeks ago with, with some of the injuries we're facing, we were changing things up almost weekly. And, you know, that that might be great to confuse a defense, but sometimes, you know, you confuse yourself. So, um, you know, I really think the consistency, just us kind of executing our, our basic stuff and getting better at that was, was really the, the difference between, you know, the, the previous weeks. Do you think in some ways, though, the injuries kind of helped you guys because you were able to use Ray Adamez, uh in quarterback formation and also as a receiver in that first play of the game, kind of a, a little trick play with him worked out pretty well for you. So that was kind of something that you probably didn't know you had heading into the season and were able to pull it out and kind of use some other stuff like that throughout the game. Yeah, you know, I, I think you know, I, I think the injuries. I don't want to really say they helped us, but I think as far as like depth, you know, we 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 developed depth and we found um, some guys that have kind of stepped up and, and played some spots that we didn't think at the start of the year would play. So, you know, I think the injuries were, you know, if there's any positive behind it, I, I do think that's been a little bit of a positive. But yeah, that first play of the game, uh, you know, we 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 dialed up a trick play. Um, you know, we wanted to come in and gain a little bit of a little bit of momentum. Uh, so we worked all week on, you know, trying to recover the opening kickoff. And, and, you know, we were able to do that. And then we were able to draw up the trick play. And it was kind of, you know, exactly how you how you drew it up. So it worked out pretty well for us. 
And I feel like you guys, uh, you know, you mentioned about having a whole different quarterback situation, kind of running different plays. I feel like that's kind of one of your keys to this victory this last weekend because Hedgesville coming in, they didn't really know which tape was going to be, what you guys were going to play. So it seemed like you guys – and then adding where Adamas could do whatever – you know, basically whatever he wanted to do on the field. I think that – do you think that was kind of part of the reason that maybe it wasn't as close of a game as you thought it would be is because they didn't know what they were – you know kind of going to face this week? Yeah, I think, you know, that kind of goes back. Uh, good question. That kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier about the consistency, too. You know, we've got, um, you know, coming into the season, we had two quarterbacks that we really liked. We had Baden Hartman and National Liberty, and both those guys go out and miss multiple games, and both those guys are back now. So, we're you know, we're able to able to kind of play a two-quarterback system and rotate that, those guys in a little bit. And, you know, that, that, that helps us kind of get Ray at a more natural position at a receiver, which, you know, he, he excels um, – you know, at receiver, so that lets us get that out to him. And you know, we're also able to to snap it to Kobe Hazlett um, in some of our wildcat sets, and that you know that that that's a weapon too. So just you know, we're really we're really able to kind of do multiple things. And some of that, like you mentioned, some of that's because of the injuries and then some stuff that we you know repped and kind of got better at. You mentioned uh, Nathan Liberty and uh, Baden Hartman coming back from injury, but also you mentioned Kobe. Uh, running the ball all those guys did a really good job when they were able to take snaps and uh how important was it to have those guys back and then have them play well uh in the win yeah i think um you know the, the, everybody's first game back was that morgantown game and you know you could really see offensively that we were rusty a little bit and then that just comes from the lack of reps and you know, I told my coaches after the Morgantown loss, um, you know, we, I, don't, I really don't think a lot of the stuff that we were doing is broke um, and necessarily, you know, schematically it's wrong. It's just the fact that we haven't had a lot of reps because so many of those guys have been out. So, you know, another week of, you know, them catching the receivers, catching balls from um, Baden and Liberty and then you know, our, our, our receivers being able, being able to, you know, just to work on their hands because for so many weeks we really didn't throw the ball, you know, when we had when we had Ray back there at quarterback, so we were able to you know work on some of that stuff and just kind of get better with the repetition, uh, the constant repetition. But yeah, having those two guys back um, just makes us a completely different team. And looking forward to this week, you guys ha- have a two and two wheeling park team. But this game, kind of in the playoff picture, in the you know the computer rankings, this could be a big game for you guys if you guys can step up and be able to beat them because they're at seventeen, you know, right on the fringe of the playoffs, and you guys are at twenty two. Is this kind of the start of the time where you really start to look at the the WVSSAC rankings? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I, to be honest with you, I haven't really looked much at the rankings. Um, you know, I just kind of know sitting here at two and four, um, you know, you might squeak in at five and five, but if you do squeak in, you're going to, you know, you're going to play somebody who um, is a top tier team. So, you know, we really, we're really every week's a playoff week for us now. You know, we really can't afford uh, to lose if we want to have a shot to, you know, continue to play and make a postseason run. But, you know, having said that, you know, we're going to have our hands full because uh, Wheeling Park's a re- really good team, um, you know, really well coached. They do a lot of things really well. You know, they've had a lot of games canceled this year just because of some COVID um, issues with them and some of their opponents. But they are, uh, you know, they're really good. I think they're one of the more underrated teams in the state that, that people really aren't talking about um you know they've they, they've lost to some good some good opponents so um yeah they're you know we're gonna have our hands full we have to play really well you know if we want to want to be able to win this game yeah coach you mentioned it uh they were seven and two a year ago two and two this year so what in particular stands out to you about this year's wheeling park team obviously a, pr- a pretty good team <laughs> Yeah, you know we've played them. In, we, you know, we we we've played them. Um, we had, we we signed a four-year contract with them to play them, um, and this is year four of that contract. We didn't play them last year, um, you know, due to due to Berkeley County's COVID numbers. Which, um, in my opinion, I think that. Um, 
you know, I, I think that us and them were both the top five teams in the state last year. It would have been a great game. But we, uh, you know, we've had some probably in terms of, you know, rival rivalry, not so much as, um, you know, team you dislike or team you're, you're, you're working against. But just as far as a rivalry is in terms of good games, they've probably been our biggest rival. You know, if you look at it just from the, the fact of, of good competition in good games, we've had two. Two, you know, the, the the year one and year two, we played them. We had two really, really, you know, quote unquote ESPN classic games. So we're, we're familiar with them a little bit. Um, you know, they've had the same coaching staff, you know, just like we have. So I'm sure they'll say the same thing. But you're familiar a little bit with what they do. Um, it's not like we're going in, you know, not not you know, not knowing what they like to do on either side of the ball or not knowing maybe what adjustments they make. We kind of know, you know, what they favor and what they do um, a little bit. So that, that, you know, that helps us out a little bit. But, you know, we're, I know they're going to be well coached. Um, I know they're going to play hard. Um, you know, they're, they're one of the top programs in the entire state of West Virginia. All right, Coach, last one here. What is it going to – what are some keys to a victory – for a victory for you guys this week? Well, I mean, I think we have to continue to play smart. I think, you know, when we were on our losing streak there um, a couple weeks ago that we were running, you know, we weren't we weren't playing very well on special teams. We weren't playing well on defense and offense at the same time. It was just kind of like we were we were a streaky team. Um, you know, I think we, you know, we, we can't afford to come out and, and, and to blow a coverage on special teams and to give up something or then come out, you know, defensively and give up, you know, two, you know, we've had all kinds of situations this year. You know, you look at like the Sharando game, offensively, we were clicking and defensively, you know, we did not play well. And then you look at the Morgantown game and in the second half defensively, we played really, really well. And then offensively, we weren't moving the ball and we were turning the ball over. So I really just think, you know, if we, if, if we want to win this game against a really good team, I think we're going to need to play well in all three um, aspects of the game. All right, Coach. Well, thanks for joining us. Good luck, and we'll talk with you next week. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me on. That was head coach of the Muscleman Appleman, Brian Thomas. And, Nick, it's always great to catch up with Coach Thomas. Yeah, it is. and uh, After a huge win last week, too. Yeah, and their team this week with a good challenge in Wheeling Park, as he talked about. This, this Wheeling Park team, though, has lost a lot from last season. Uh, I got to see them last year when I was doing the Highlander game, so – they're a talented team, and we'll, we'll have to see. It should be a good matchup, though, I think, with a healthy Muscleman. All right, this segment sponsored in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store anymore. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, family-owned and operated at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com. When we come back, we'll be joined by NBC Sports Washington writer, covers the Capitals, Andrew Gillis, to talk caps as they open their season tonight at home against the New York Rangers. That's next on the Sports Mix. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces. Not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. Let's go to some beers. Located right off 81 at 214 Mid-Atlantic Parkway, Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including happy hour 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. with $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Monday night is trivia night, Thursday night is wing night, and Wednesday and Sunday night is steak night. Let's go to some beers. Mountaineer Grill and Pub. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. 
The excitement of West Virginia high school football is in full swing. Braxton Todd cutting right up the middle. He's into the clear at the 30. It's a foot race down the near side hash mark. Look at Adams catch him from behind as he gets to him, but he breaks the tackle. Braxton Todd gets away and goes in for the score. The 3-3 three three Spring Mills Cardinals travel 12 miles down I-81 to take on the 7-0 Martinsburg Bulldogs Friday at 7 p.m. with the pregame at 6 p.m. following the sports mix that's at 5 p.m. right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Eller for the draw! And as the puck drops, the words that D.C. fans have been waiting to hear since 1974, the Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions! Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix. Spencer Debris joined alongside Nick Verzlini and Colin McLaughlin. And it'd be nice to hear again next uh, June, wouldn't it, Colin? Wouldn't it, Nick? Yeah, nine-month journey starts tonight for the uh, Washington Capitals to get back to getting to hear those words. It does start tonight, and we're now joined on the program by NBC Sports Washington writer for the Capitals, and he also covers the Wizards. But today we're going to talk about the Capitals. Andrew Gillis, how are you doing today, Andrew? Good. Thanks for having me on, guys. Really appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. And uh, tonight starts the season for the Capitals, and, uh, you know, every year it, it's the excitement to start the Capitals is just probably one of the highest like one of the highest for DC sports fans because you know they've been relevant for the longest time in DC. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny if you look just kind of at the last 15 years, you know, I I don't have the the win percentages on hand, but you know, the Capitals have been it's it's them and the Penguins, you know, for for one two in terms of most successful teams in the NHL. You look at that, and then you look at the rest of the D.C. teams, and, you know, uh, the Washington football team, they haven't won more than, you know, 10 games since, like, 1991. And, you know, the Wizards haven't made conference finals since the 70s. And, you know, the, the, uh, you know, the Nats won. Um, you know, the Nats obviously won the World Series. But, uh, you know, they had some struggle there, and, and they just haven't been as consistently good as the Capitals. And, you know, as we go into another season, you know, it's really something to be applauded for, for how long they've been at the top and, and really how well some of these guys have played late into their careers. Hey, Andrew, this is Nick Verzellini. Uh Obviously, the Caps this year have high expectations like they do every year, but one of the older teams in the NHL. So how do you think that, uh, I guess, plays a factor into the season? Do you think that kind of gives them an advantage with their experience or could it maybe hold them back a little bit because of them getting older? Yeah, you know, that's a tricky question to answer, and I think it's a little bit of both, uh, to be completely honest with you, because, you know, I don't think anybody's super worried that Alex Ovechkin right now is on the wrong side of 30, you know. You know, he, he's a generational player. He's a Hall of Fame player. He's fifth in the goals mark all time. I mean, I mean, that's a guy that, you know, until he slows down, you just have to assume that he's not going to slow down until he's done. I mean, just the way that he's played, how well he's played into his 30s, you know, it, it really defies everything we know about aging curves in hockey. It, it's so impressive. You know, you go down the lineup, you know, there, yeah, there absolutely are some, some older players on this team. You know, Ovechkin being one of them. Nick Backstrom, who won't start the season. He's on long-term injured reserve with a hip injury. Um, you know, he's, he's getting up there in age. And, and that is a concern. You know, age is a concern. They broke down last year with a bunch of injuries. You know, they were really, really hampered uh, late in the year. And then that first round series against the Bruins, which ended in five games, um, you know, it, so it is tough. But I, I do think that there there is a little bit of a youth movement coming. I mean, Hendrix Lapierre is gonna, <clears throat> excuse me, Hendrix Lapierre is going to start tonight in a third line center. Connor McMichael's on the team now. Martin Ferravari's on the team now on defense. He's going to start with John Carlson on that top pair. So they have a lot of young pieces, and I think that that's going to supplement well, and I think it's going to help the Capitals out. All right, Andrew, Colin McLaughlin here. Thank you for being on the show, by the way. Kuznetsov saw some time in the preseason. It looked like he was doing well, so are we going to see his uh, performance like we did in the 2018 playoffs, or is he going to continue to struggle like we've seen the past couple seasons? Yeah, you know, it's a, you know that's another tricky one, and, and I think the answer is somewhere in the middle there. You know, I, you know when you're talking that 2017-18 that season, 
and especially those 2018 playoffs. Kuznetsov was, I mean, he's probably a top five player in the world uh, during those during those playoffs. I mean, he was just absolutely unstoppable. I know Ovechkin won the Conn Smythe, and he deserved every ounce of that. But if you look at that run, you could really make an argument Kuznetsov was the reason that they won the Stanley Cup, and that's not lost on the Capitals. You know, they've they've always kind of known how important uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov is to this entire operation. Um, so this year, you know, I think you'd almost be happy with a, a middle ground. I mean, last year, you know, he had 29 points in 41 games. And, it, it, you know, the way that people just kind of talked about him, you, you thought the world was falling. Now, there were a lot of, you know, there were issues. He had COVID issues. Um, you know, his defensive play has never been, you know, top of the line, top of the league. But guys that can score 29 points in 41 games, I, I mean, they don't fall out of trees. And, and that's a guy that you need in the lineup, and especially with Backstrom out to start the year. You have Lars Eller as your new second-line center. You really need Kuznetsov to shine. And, and I think, you know, I think he's going to play better than he did last year. I, I really do. I think, you know, he seemed fresher. He seemed, uh, you know, he seemed just lighter when he, when he entered training camp this year in terms of, and I don't mean physically. I mean, he entered just with this air of, okay, last year's gone. Last year's behind me. You know, he, he kind of joked, I don't ever want to think about it again, but I don't ever want to remember, I don't ever want to forget it happened. And what he meant by that was, you know, last year was so bad, but I don't ever want to go through that again, and I want to use that as motivation. So I think, you know, he's kind of sincere when he says that, and, you know, I think we're going to see a little bit of a different Kuznetsov than we saw, especially last year. But, you know, if they can get just just anything extra from him than, you know, what he did, if he can be a point-of-game player even, or even less than a point-of-game player, I mean, that's something that's really going to boost the Caps this season. And talk about another winger, that being T.J. Oshie. You know, at, as the season ended, everybody was kind of questioning. He was even kind of questioning, would he be here this next season? Would he be let, you know, let be available in the expansion draft? He wasn't. He was kept here, you know, scoring 43 points in 53 games last year. Him coming back this year, obviously he could be, you know, one of the top guys on the team. How do you think that him staying and the relationship maybe that – didn't seem like there's a fraction in the relationship, but there could have been. And him staying, do you think that it's now it feels more like home to him than it already already did, and he could even make a bigger impact this season? Yeah, you know, I, I think you hit it right on the head with with him kind of feeling at home. You know, he he touched on that, um, you know, in his interview, um, you know, it, on media day to start training camp. You know, right as he got here, you know, he he. Obviously, he knew the expansion draft was coming, and obviously he knew it was in his hometown, and obviously he knew he had four years left at a you know at a pretty high cap rate for a team that was pretty cap strapped. I mean, and that is you know the the lurking issue now for whenever Nicholas Backstrom comes back that you know this team is going to have to make some really tough decisions cap wise. So it it really didn't take too much of a stretch to to kind of see T.J. Oshie not being a member of the Capitals, but as this year, or excuse me, as last year went along, he just, he's so ingrained in, in the fabric of the team, in the fabric of the organization, in the fabric of the city. I mean, you really reached a point where you were like, okay, there's no way they can let this guy go. You know, he, he talked about this as home now. You know, he's, he's kind of bounced around a little bit. Um, you know, in his career, you know, he had a big stay in St. Louis. Now he's had a, a long stay in Washington. I mean, it's, I mean, he's been here since the beginning of the 2015 season, as crazy as that sounds. Um, you know, he's starting his seventh season in Washington, which equals his total from, uh, from when he was in St. Louis with the Blues. So he, he's really been able to settle some roots here. You know, he's got his family here. I, I, you know, it's just it's where he is. He's a Washington Capitol, and I think he's going to stay a Washington Capitol for a long time. I agree with that, and I hope he does as well. Uh Let's now look at a little bit with last year and the current situation that we're in this year with the global pandemic. The Capitals are finally 100% vaccinated from COVID. What's it like with the team having to no longer deal with certain restrictions? Yeah, I mean, you know, every person that, uh, that, you know, that gets asked about this, Peter Laviolette, any of the players, there's just like a grin that they have and I, and I can't really describe it to you, but there's just something of like a relaxed 
you know, a relaxed face, a relaxed aura that they give off when they, when they know that this question is coming. Because last year it was not fun for anybody. And, uh, you, know, obviously, you know, you're wearing masks everywhere in the building. You know, you're, you couldn't go out to eat. You know, you couldn't do this. You couldn't do things that you would typically do. You know, they would have video meetings where they would have to split the team up where, you know, there, some of them are in the room and some of them are not. I, I mean, it was just such a weird year, and especially being Coach Peter Lavalette's first season, you know, he, he kind of talked about how he hadn't met any of the players' families, any of the players' wives, girlfriends, anything like that. Now he's able to have these full team meetings. Now he's able to kind of meet people off the ice and grow a personal relationship. You know, now they're able to kind of start things that they weren't able to do last season. And it, it's just so freeing, um, you know, for people not only to have, you know, kind of that safety of saying, okay, I'm vaccinated, but also to say, like, okay, the restrictions are not what they were and, and we're kind of able to focus a little bit more on hockey than, you know, okay, did, you know, I can't go out to eat because I might get COVID and I'm out two weeks. What's some of your thoughts on uh, the matchup tonight? Obviously, the Rangers coming off kind of a down year, but traditionally one of the better teams in the NHL. Yeah, um, you know, it's it's going to be a fun one, and the NHL is going to get a super, super fun one for, uh, for you know, kind of unveiling this new network here. Uh, as we all remember last year uh, with the, the Tom Wilson incident with, um, you know, with Artemi Panarin and, uh, and company in Madison Square Garden, um, the Rangers kind of blew up after that. And then the next time that they played, it turned into fight night. You know, there was, you know, line brawls and there was, you know, fights all throughout the first period and, you know, a hundred plus penalty minutes. And, you know, I, I don't know if there will be any carryover, but what I can tell you is the New York Rangers uh, certainly made their team in a way that they don't want that to ever happen again. And, and I think part of that was Tom Wilson. I think the other part too you know, the New York Islanders, or excuse me, the New York Rangers were kind of getting pushed around by the Islanders the last couple of seasons. And when you're the New York Rangers, you know, you're that high profile of a franchise, like you mentioned, you don't like that. So I I think that they said, you know, we've got to get tougher. We've got to get more physical. We've got to get meaner. You know, we've got to get grittier. Every single word that you can throw in there, the New York Rangers tried to do that this offseason. And I think they're going to really try to display that tonight. They're going to be hard hitting. They're going to be physical. And it's going to be a really, really good, uh, really, really good matchup to start the year in the Metro. And it's, it's honestly something that I cannot wait for because, you know, the Caps have a tough start to the year. And I think uh, these first three games are going to be really important coming out of the shoot. All right, Andrew, we'll get you out of here on this one. But tonight, uh, obviously, you just talked about the game. Ovechkin fully participated in practice this morning, but it's a game time decision for tonight. Do you think that? that injury he had in that preseason game has any impact going through the season through the season no um you know i i mean it's it's game one of 82 you know i know i just kind of hyped up tonight and talked about how important tonight is um but it is game one of 82 you're, you're not gonna you know you're not gonna risk the captain going out there and you know kind of not feeling 100 percent or not feeling like he can play or wanting to or you know putting himself in a vulnerable position you know, there's a lot of season left. There's, you know, there's the Olympic break coming later in the year. I mean, you're going to have to sift through a lot with, with this team. So, you know, if Alex Ovechkin's out there, you can assume that he is 100% healthy, 100% ready to go. You know, whatever it is cannot get worse. Whatever it is cannot get affected. Um, because, you know, the, the team, you know, you can safely assume would be, would be pretty safe with him, uh, especially him of all people. So, you know, I would, I would anticipate this being a pretty short-term thing. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Andrew. Hopefully you'll be able to come back on, talk to some Caps, and maybe even some Wizards down the road. Absolutely. would love to, guys. Thanks for having me on. All right. That was Andrew Gillis, NBC Sports Washington writer, reporter uh, for the Caps and the Wizards. Uh, Caps tonight kick off, drop the puck on the regular season at 7.30 p.m. against the Rangers. Pre-game show tonight on Talk Radio WRNR will be at 7.10 p.m. with uh, John Walton on the call. It was great to uh, get some insight on the Caps. Yeah, definitely looking forward to a physical one tonight against the Rangers, and I'm honestly expecting some more fights like we saw towards the end of last season. Nick, any any points? I know you're not a big hockey guy. Uh, I mean, 
you know, I'll, I'll start picking up interest when they get closer to the postseason. <laughs> but obviously, uh, you know, the, the Caps are always fun to watch, I think, and, and to listen to. I think John Walden does a great job. He's one of my favorite broadcasters, even though I don't really listen to hockey. All right. Uh, he is a great broadcaster. I like when they kind of have him on during the playoffs on NBC. Well, before NBC. I don't know if they're going to do that now with the new package. Uh, but this segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com. When we come back, we'll wrap things up on the sports mix. Talk a little uh, playoff baseball. We uh, hadn't talked about a lot before, but now we'll do that next on the Sports Mix. This is Eric from Hagerstown Ford. I want to thank you for your continued support of helping Hagerstown Ford's efforts to be number one in the region. As we get closer to this extremely aggressive goal, I want to recap why Hagerstown Ford should be your only consideration when buying your next vehicle. Number one, we have the best prices from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C., from Hershey, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland. I assure you, price will not be the reason you don't buy from Hagerstown Ford. Number two, we have a real return policy that's better than Walmart. Seriously, if you don't like it, return it. We'll give you three days to make sure you love your new ride. And finally, we'll bring your new car, truck, or SUV to you, just like Amazon does. Never step foot in a dealership again. Stop the silly back-and-forth negotiations that make everyone crazy. It's dumb, and it's a total waste of time. Besides, we hate it worse than you do. Simply log on to HagerstownFord.com and let us make your next buying process fun, easy, and risk-free. What do you got to lose? Visit HagerstownFord.com and let us cater to you. See dealer for details. Looking to buy a home in the Eastern Panhandle? Having trouble getting your house sold? Then call Chris Ross and the Milestone Real Estate Group at Keller Williams. A Martinsburg High School graduate, Chris knows the local market and he's proven it as the number one real estate team in West Virginia in 2019. Milestone Real Estate Group at Keller Williams. Phone 304-579-7349 or go to callchrisross.com. Let's celebrate your real estate milestone together. This is your home for Steelers football. Touchdown! Juju Smith-Schuster right to left across the back of the end zone. All season long, Bill Hillgrove, Craig Wolfley, and Missy Matthews bring you pregame interviews, the game itself, plus the Mike Tomlin press conference. Yeah! No one covers the team on game day like the Pittsburgh Steelers radio network. How about that play? Right here on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM and AM 740. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your Thursday, October 13th. Uh, we got a plethora of things to talk about. I guess we'll talk uh, first some Tuesday night college football action last night from the Fun Belt. Louisiana all over App State 41-13. to Now it kind of makes me think that that loss to that loss for Marshall was really, really, really bad. I already thought it was bad. But the fact that they're losing to a team that they would usually compete with by that much is kind of scary. I mean, losing is pretty good usually. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, but they should compete with them. Like, App State's pretty good think. too. It's weird that they had Tuesday night college football. I don't know. I don't really have much to say yeah, about it. I didn't watch yeah, I didn't the watch game, it, so... so. The only Besides reason the it was a Tuesday night. Marshall was... connection, there's not much there for me personally. But yeah, yeah but I didn't. Like, I just clicked on the, the TV last night after I got home from. Uh, yeah, from that's that the sweep. only reason why it was on Tuesday, though, was so that it could be on TV. Yeah, but there was also hockey on TV. But I thought I was watching a replay. I thought, because I opened up YouTube TV, and usually during the week they do have the big college football games on replay on ESPN2, ESPNU. And I was like, wait, is this a live game? And I looked on the, the score app, and I was like, crap, it is live. <laughs> eh. So, mentioned playoff baseball. I want to get into that. Yeah. Got um, the ALCS set now. Boston Red Sox and Houston Astros. You're taking words out of my mouth. I'm supposed to be the I'll host I'll let you go more show. in detail. I'm supposed to be the host of the Sorry. show, sir. Uh, is labeled as co-host, therefore he can bring up a topic if he yeah. so chooses. So, the Dodgers won last night, so they forced a game five. Yep. 
They won seven to two. I don't know where that offense was when Max Scherzer was pitching. Not there. It should have been there. All depends on who they were going against. Though. The Braves exactly. win the series after a five four win. Uh, and the Astros win 10-1 to 1 going away uh, tonight. The game – no, there is no game tonight. Excuse me. Game tomorrow will be game five, Dodgers-Giants. That is in San Francisco. And then on Friday, the Red Sox travel to Houston for game one. That is at 8.07 on Fox. Then on Saturday, that game – there's game two with another – the game one for the NLCS. Um I thought the wait. I thought the Braves advanced. Oh, I guess they yeah, haven't seeded. They haven't seeded them yet. That's why. No, the Braves have to wait for the uh, yeah. winter between San Fran and L.A. Yeah, either the way, they, they'll win. be on the road. But it's weird because no. I uh, wait because the Dodgers. Yeah, they were yeah, the wild, Dodgers I don't know, wild card. Even though they have the better games. record. Yeah. Yeah. You're I right. Don't know. It's weird to me because they don't even have the like. I guess ESPN just didn't put it in right. Uh, blame ESPN. But uh, ESPN reporter is in the news now that we've talked about baseball. Uh, ESPN reporter in the news, Adam Schefter, who legendary ESPN reporter, uh, insider. Apparently, he reported insider for the yeah, NFL. Apparently, he reportedly sent Bruce Allen. I'm guessing this was ten plus years ago. The at the time GM, whatever you want to call it, you know, second man in charge to Dan Snyder uh, for the Washington then Redskins, now Washington Football Team. An unpublished draft of a story that called him, quote, Mr. Editor, according to court filings the L.A. Times uncovered. A quote from Adam Sheffer to Bruce Allen in the email says, quote, please let me know if you see anything that should be added, changed, tweaked. Thanks, Mr. Editor, for that and the trust. Plan to file this to ESPN about 6 a.m. And ESPN has since released a statement for uh, release. The following statement, quote, without sharing all the specifics on the reporter's process for a story from 10 years ago, we believe that nothing is more important to Adam Schefter and ESPN than providing fans the most accurate, fair, and complete story, end quote. What do you guys think about that? Because this is, this is all I'll being uncovered for, from the Washington football uh, investigation that we talked about before, and we'll have more news on that in a, in a couple minutes once we discuss this. I have kind of two thoughts on it. One, I don't really know the specifics of the story. So, was he asking for, like, a clarification? But then he said editor, so that makes me seem like, hey, Bruce, if there's anything that you don't want in there, in this story, take it out. And so that, that's, I, I want that's to know what touchy. the story is. Yeah. Exactly. Because to me... Because it could have been, you know, just, hey, did I get all the facts right yeah. here? Which would be completely different. Yeah, but to me, this kind of smells... Uh, when they remember when the whole uh, RG three Mike Shanahan situation was going on? No, it's definitely fishy and like being a journalist. When they had the, all the leaks every single yeah. week, and being a journalist, that's that's a big like the biggest no no in journalism is when you're writing a story about someone or involving someone, you never ever ask them to edit it for you or give it to them beforehand. Even questions sometimes that you always hear it from coaches whenever we go, hey, uh, can you give me, you know, some of the questions that you're going to ask for the interview? No, that's just not how journalism or journalists do things. It's the uh, ethics for our job. The only thing I think was about the facts. That's the only thing I could think. What Nick just mentioned, if it was about facts... But the the whole the way it's written exactly that's yeah. what makes it fishy is calling your either source or person of topic for the story, Mister Editor, is a, something that makes it fishy. A hundred percent agree with you guys on that statement. But at the end of the day, it probably won't matter <laughs> because while it is bad journalism, it's Adam Schefter. He's the number one sports reporter in the NFL. Depending Possibly. on what the story was about, I think he's probably fine. And this was also, what, 10 years ago? So, Within 10 years ago. But then you'd have to investigate all of his stories, I guess. But I don't know. Uh, so other Washington news, just want to pass this along before we go into the other one, that we're, the other part that we're going to talk about to this. Well, they have uh, announced a couple of changes as the cornerback group. They have placed Marshall alum Daryl Roberts on the injured reserve and signed Corn Elder off the Panthers practice squad. Uh, sad to see uh, Roberts get put to the IR. He's played 30 special team snaps over the, the last couple games for 
the Washington football team he injured his quad in Sunday's loss to the Giants. They're still addicted to signing former Panthers. Well, it's Ron Rivera. I, I know, but like, let it go. Um, That's why they stink. So what you exactly. were telling you were telling me this before the show, uh, talking to Nick about it. The NFLPA to petition the NFL to release all the emails from the Washington football team investigation after the John Gruden resignation. Uh, do you want to know how many emails they have gone through? I already read it. So six hundred and fifty thousand yeah. emails. That's a lot of emails. That is. How do you go through all that? You, I, you probably just search. <laughs> you probably just search like keywords. You have to. You have to have some type of database to search through it. Like any any mm-hmm. like profanity, any like sexual things like that would probably go through like a filter or something just because there's no way you have to give to comb through that many emails but i was listening it's funny because i like to just you know listen to all the dc sports radio podcasts and i was listening to uh pete medhurst and chris russell there on the team 980 and um they were talking about so chris russell used to work for 980 when it was owned by washington football team owner dan snyder and it was red zebra broadcasting they used to work their studios used to be in ashburn at than Redskins Park. So he had an at Redskins email. So they were talking on the show and he had to make, like, he wanted to make a statement. He was like, you know, I did have, it, it was a, it was Russell at Redskins.com or whatever. See Russell at Redskins.com. Um, I have not and have never and will never send any of those kind of emails from my corporate email. And then they were talking about that. But I just, I didn't realize that they, you know, that it could have, like, they probably reviewed all the emails coming in mm-hmm. and out. And he, his emails were probably in there just because he was technically an employee of the team and had an email address. Oh, yeah. I hope uh, that they do come out. And when they do, if they do, that Dan Snyder has to sell the team. Okay, that's that's big hopes. But uh, breaking news. I can dream, right? Breaking news within the last hour. This, according to CNN Sports, this was the first thing that I saw pop up when I Googled Washington football team under news. The NFL has no plans to release more details on the Washington football team investigation. So the NFLPA has got to petition a little bit harder. Do it. Do it. Do it. Any final thoughts, Nick? We're about uh, to, we got to wrap it up here in the next 30 seconds. Yeah, I guess. I, guess, I mean as of now right so they'll eventually probably if they do discover anything else have to release it so we'll just kind of wait and see obviously it's a uh not the best situation and they just had another investigation so yep all right lots coming out of there. so for brian thomas for andrew gillis colin mclaughlin nick versley i'm spencer please saying so long i want to remind everybody the segment sponsored in part by the marriott's group and ameriprise financial advisors John Everson and Phil McCoy call them Airprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or they're at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. We'll talk to you guys in 22, 23 short hours.